Hey, hey, super gluer. Thank you for being here. This week, we've been talking about tips and trips, tips and trips. Oh my goodness, tips and tricks for managing stress. And we've been connecting back to what we learned in utero to help us manage emotions and self-regulate. And with all of that, I would love to round this out with an episode on perfectionist disease because we are born ready to be loved. We are born ready to regulate. We are born with so many natural skills that are gifts from God. But then we get planted on this wicked earth, (laughs) this wild world that we live in and around some wacky human behavior. And we see things and we feel things and we wrestle with different emotions or situations and our ego sets in. And then over time, we can develop what is called perfectionist disease. And today we're going to talk about it, how to overcome it, why we have it sometimes, and some of the damaging reasons why perfectionism creates anxiety. So, hey, we're here to get real, share morning prayer and gear up for a kick-ass day. So let's do it. So we know that, you know, many of us want to have high standards, right? We do. We strive for excellence. I want to have a good work ethic and good character. And I want to push myself to, you know, really high levels of performance and feel like I'm doing the best at what I set out to do and that I'm good at my work. And we all want that. And I think that's healthy. I think that's good. And I think that those high standards are important. So perfectionism isn't the opposite of high standards. Or what am I trying to say? Overcoming perfectionism, rather, wouldn't be that we get rid of high standards. That's what I mean. Perfectionism is really this kind of tendency, I guess, to have standards so high that they really just can't be met. Or they can only be met if you have like incredible sacrifice or great difficulty, right? So, oh man, I know that I am recovering from this disease, which means that I will always have it. And I just work on managing it in a very salutogenic way. But perfectionists tend to believe that anything short of perfection is bad or horrible. And, you know, that if we make mistakes, they are really, really damaging and and really um, hard to accept. Whereas we know that adults who tend to believe that they never should make mistakes end up making mistakes because they're human and then they're just left with an incredible amount of disappointment and frustration. So when we think that, you know, making mistakes is such a scary thing and we're trying to be so perfect, we end up automatically setting ourselves up for failure because we are inevitably going to make mistakes. It's just going to happen because we're human. So let's talk about this. The first step is learning to recognize perfectionism. That's an important first step. So we're going to talk about that one. And of course, again, there's nothing wrong with having high standards, but sometimes these high standards can get in our way of our work and school, uh, work-life balance, I guess, our relationships. And enjoyment, overall enjoyment in life um, can be taken away with because of perfectionism. So let's engage in some, I hope, helpful questions. Are you ready? 
Okay, so we're going to see, this is a little assessment to figure out if you have a problem with perfectionism. Number one, do I have trouble meeting my own standards? I'm not going to answer that for you. I just want you to kind of think about it. Do I often feel frustrated, depressed, anxious, or angry while trying to meet my standards? Number three, have I been told my standards are too high? And number four, do my standards get in my own way? For example, do they make it difficult for me to meet deadlines, finish tasks, trust others, or do anything spontaneously? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a problem with perfectionism. Now I'm laughing because I sound like, you know, a robot over here. If you have answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a problem. It's like I'm going to tell you to call like a helpline. Um, and I'm not, but I hope that you'll be thinking about how you answered some of the questions because perfectionism, it does really, you know, impact how we think and we behave and we feel and, and really can cause such great stress and anxiety, um, can make us feel, you know, super depressed and anxious. And, and we end up criticizing ourselves a lot. And, um, there are some really good examples of perfectionist thinking that I just want to talk about. Although, again, I will mention this happened already a little bit earlier this week. I put a new spin on something we've talked about before. And this is the same with this. I want to bring these back up. But um, you may have remembered me talking about our cognitive biases. And so they're really good examples of perfectionist thinking. So the first one is black and white thinking, thinking that like anything less than perfection is failure. Or if I need help from others, then I'm weak. So that very black and white thinking can uh, lead to perfectionist thinking. Catastrophic thinking is something about like, you know, if I make a mistake in front of people, then I won't be able to survive the humi humiliation or I'll let people down or they will be upset with me or not everybody will get what they need. So that very like catastrophic, like something bad, really big and bad is going to happen if I'm not perfect. And then should statements, I should never make mistakes or I should never come across as nervous or anxious or I should always be able to predict problems before they occur. I should know how to solve it. You know, that kind of like should behavior, right? So we know that a lot of us struggle with this and um, we may see perfectionist behavior show up in different ways, just being mindful too of our time. So sometimes perfectionist behavior can show up because we're so overly cautious and thorough that we end up spending like three hours on one task and it's it's really not supposed to take that long, right? Or like that kind of like excessive checking um, of our words or email, like how we wrote it. Um, just being really, really mindful of how difficult tasks are for us to complete. And if tasks are becoming really, really overwhelming very easily, we might be struggling uh, with perfectionism. So what can we do? Well, of course, we talk about a lot of tips and tricks and strategies, hopefully in this podcast, I believe in the power of prayer greatly. Realistic thinking is really important. It's a good idea to kind of assess yourself often and to help yourself replace these self-critical thoughts with more realistic thoughts and, you know, 
just kind of talking to yourself and reminding yourself nobody's perfect and that you're doing the best that you can and making a mistake doesn't mean I'm stupid, you know? Um, it means I'm like everyone else and everyone makes mistakes. So really just talking yourself through some of this self-talk, you know, it's, it's okay if some people don't like me, not everyone's going to like me. And just really being very open to what's going on in our minds and how we are talking to ourselves. So another big uh, tip is to think about compromising. When we talk about compromising, it means instead of having black or white thinking, really get into setting more realistic standards and being very flexible with your high standards. So you can have high standards, but are you being flexible about them? And where could you maybe compromise, right? So instead of, you know, um, really making yourself spend an over, uh, you know, exorbitant amount of time on a task, setting a timer and being like, okay, when I get to this amount of time, that's a reasonable amount of time, I'm going to stop. Or at least I'm going to stop and walk away for a little bit. And here are some final examples. These are just to help you practice working through perfectionism. I know that these help me. Um, huh, I don't like this one, but I, I do it because I get busy, but also I do it because it helps me with perfectionism. So it is leave a visible area in the house a little messy. Okay, so I am going to say that I can tend to be a little messy if I let my house go. I, I definitely was like a little messy kid. I've learned to be more neat as I've gotten older. And when not every when everything is not put away, I feel like kind of a way about it. I feel kind of funky. So sometimes I literally will like go to get that last glass and put it away. And then I'm like, nope, let it be. And I know that sounds so silly, but it's almost like a way of letting go, if that makes sense. So this one definitely really has helped me kind of expose myself to that need to have everything put away. Um, and here's a more fun one. Try a new restaurant or a new food and just try it without, you know, researching it or doing all the work or whatever, just go somewhere totally different and eat something totally different. That can sometimes just help us, you know, kind of retrain our brains to not have to overthink things. Um, and then maybe write your next email as quickly as you can get your content out, get your words out. Maybe not, you know, maybe be careful of what audience you're practicing this with. But don't feel like you can't put mistakes in there. And I've learned to do this over time where like when I had a lot going on as a principal, I didn't proofread all my emails that went out to my team. And I would tell them that I was like, I don't have time to sit here and proofread this and formulate my sentences. I know how to do that, but I'm not going to do that with every little thing I put out. So um, I hope these things help. And I hope that you will along the way reward yourself for the hard work that you are doing. Treat yourself kind. And remember John 19, 30 says, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished, finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit, meaning he said, it is finished, meaning it is done. The sin is done. It is paid for. We are free. We are free of sin. So we don't have to be plagued by the ego that will tell us that we have to be perfect. And 
We don't have to guilt ourselves about the things that we don't do right or things we do wrong or what, I don't know, whatever judgments we're making. When Jesus came, he came to demonstrate love and pure love and compassion. And when he was hanging on the cross and said, it is finished, he meant, now you get to enjoy the fruits of my spirit, love and graciousness and kindness and generosity, not self-doubt and criticism and egotistical ways and behaviors, right? So let's get ready to bow our heads and pray. Father God, I ask you to lift me personally up in a spirit that is able to fully embrace what you came to do, the gift that you brought to take away harm and hurt and pain and criticism and rules that, oh, Make us feel like we're less than. Instead, you came to lift us up and say that we are already enough, that it is finished, that all sin is taken away, that we are restored and that we are whole people. So help me to live my life with that glory to glorify you every single day. And I ask that for every single super gluer that's listening, that they will put away their perfectionist tendencies, relax a little bit. And feel the fruits of your spirit in Jesus' name. Hey, Super Gluer, get out there and have a kick-ass day. Bye.